0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Mark and Sarah
1: talk about
0: sauce. Yes, it is. Hashtag March Mastis rolls on, much like a basketball, and we are at the storied. Final Four. I am your co-host, Sarah D. Bunting, and I'm here, as always, with the fandiferous Mark Blankenship. Hello, Mark.
1: Yeah, right. I'm going to let him talk in a minute, but I just want to make something clear. This is Teddy Rookspin. You've been talking about all these British bands, and you haven't had me on at all. I just want to say, that's fucked. But here's the other thing I want to say. I like (laughs) Duran Duran. Oh, hello. Hi, everyone. It's Mark. (laughs) I don't know how he got in here.
0: Yeah, you fucking do. not eat. Yeah, he's not a band. Get out. <laughs> oh, get he, me,
1: revenge on the lot of you.
0: I mean, on the other hand, U2 is also not an English band, <laughs> as everyone knows. As it's, I, I, <laughs> yes,
1: you guys, I do, Sarah and I do want to apologize. We've heard your comments. We do realize that U2 is from Brussels, and we do <laughs> apologize for any
0: inconvenience. The mon- the pride of Monaco, you two. Um, yes, actually, it was, um, as we're recording this, it's Sunday, March 24th. It was my birthday a couple of days ago, as you may have seen on Twitter. Um, and weirdly, I mean, not that weirdly, let's face it. Um, many of the people in attendance at my birthday fete have also been in the comments for this uh, glorious event of March Mastas. So it really was like the um, Illuminati, Illumastasi? I, I lost uh, control of that. Anyway, we did a lot of joking around about how U2 um, has no business in this bracket because um, they're Austrian. Just kidding. Um, we get it, and we'll get to that later, but here we are at the final four. Oh, shit. And the the bands that are left both make total sense and are, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure what else to say about any of them but we do have champions for each of our regions we're going to start on the left hand side of our final four as the moody broody champion meets the florid fabulous champion Mm. in uh, matchup 61 mark would you like to dig into (laughs) that yes world ending prospect
1: so our moody broody champs are the eurythmics and our florid and fab champs are duran duran And we've already had people in the comments start agitating for their favorites. Randy Perry writes, I'll start Mm. rallying the troops for Eurythmics' biggest battle yet, which kind of has a nice monster truck ring to it. Um, Stephanie Coley writes, I left it up to the babies. (laughs) And then she posted a picture of her adorable children. After 12 songs by the Final Four, their level of dance participation gives it to Duran Duran. The reflex is all they want in this life on repeat. And if the children... I believe the children are the future, and if they want Duran mm. Duran, who am I to uh, argue with that?
0: They are, but, I mean, we are contemplating the past, so oh, hang in their babies. That's fair. Um, then
1: there were also some, I thought, delightfully lascivious comments uh, throughout this competition. Jamie Smith writes, and this pretty much sums up a lot of people's comments, Seriously, though, John Taylor forever, what a babe.
0: <laughs> yeah. He was actually the... Um, the favored pick of um, when you had the whole band in uh, the inside of your locker door Mm. and you kissed one of them before you went to social studies.
1: (laughs) So you've heard. Most people.
0: um, No, I was like licking Simon LeBond's entire picture, not just his face. Just (laughs) kidding. I was not actually doing that. At least not where anyone could see me. Um, But yeah, John Taylor was like, he was a beauty. He still is those cheekbones. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: And then on the moody, broody side, Kenneth Bearden writes, my vote will always go to the rhythmics because Andy Lennox is the current bearer of what I call the, quote, David Bowie standard in that, one, she does whatever the funk she wants. Two, Mm. she does it exactly the way she funking wants. Three, she does not give a funk what anyone else thinks about that. Four, she does all that while remaining decidedly humanist and decent. And five, she has never not been totally cool. I feel like that's a very solid array of arguments for Annie Lennox. And Mm. another argument that I would make is the clip that I have called for this side of the bracket. This is the song, There Must Be an Angel, parentheses, playing with my heart. And in particular, this is a clip from the bridge of that song, which sounds nothing at all like the rest of the song, but is in and of itself a pretty exciting bit of Sonic Adventure... I just had to leave a bit of that sweet harp solo there at
0: the end. Oh, God. I I hate the harp in this song. (laughs) Um, It's now the right time to mention that my brother and I rewrote this as, there must be an angel living in my butt. (laughs) I one day want, and we would say that to each other, and then we would fart literally at each other's faces. Mark, I'm telling you, you missed so much not having a sibling. Here's what I want more than anything: I want a fully
1: realized concept album of all of the <laughs> fart and scat related songs that you and Dave wrote as children. I want that album you just to feature want Allison... one
0: album because that's like the Dylan catalog. <laughs> it's like a five disc time life. Box set. Oh, I want Alice in Krause involved. Beans, beans, a musical fruit. Yes. The um, t- Sarah and Dave Bunting Jr. story. Um, <laughs> I I mean, I'm voting for Duran Duran um, because for the babies. Just kidding. That's not why. Um, it's also not totally for Simon LeBond. Like, the fact is, I absolutely agree that Annie Lennox is like the Tilda Swinton of except actually Tilda Swinton is the Annie Lennox of film. She hopes. She tries to be, I think. Um, let's hope she doesn't say anything embarrassing, Barbara, um, and force me to take that back. Like, I like the Eurythmics, and I think they're great, and I love Annie Lennox's solo work, and like that sort of speaks to me on a much more like visceral level than the Eurythmics do. Mm. I don't know why that is. Like... It's just how I am. Um, I, and I actually don't know exactly what's going to happen. I do think that despite vocal commentary, that eventually the Durani signal is going to go up, and that's going to be the end of it. But it it could be, like, I think it's going to be close. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going to happen. But my feeling is that Duran Duran is, like, much more... Quintessentially 80s in their way than the arrhythmics are in theirs, even though that actually means that the arrhythmics are like more lasting mm. in their output. I don't know. What do you think is going to happen though? I, with the vote, my
1: gut tells me it's going to be a 10% or more victory for Duran Duran. Really? I just think. Huh. I, I just have been in terms of what I've been reading throughout this whole month in in people's comments. I feel like there's so much love and respect for the Eurythmics and Annie Lennox, but I think that people feel that Duran Duran is just more quintessential of their decade. And that very thing that you were, I think, just saying, which is that the Eurythmics feel perhaps more out of time, may mm. ultimately work against them in a tournament to determine the '80s British band that should win.
0: Yeah, like, I think the best Eurythmics song versus the best Duran Duran song is not really a contest in terms of, like, musicianship, not being dated, et cetera, and so on. Yeah, and I think... the clip that you just played is, like, it really shows this, like, depth of understanding of music history, and there's, like, um, notes of 60s girl groups and stuff like that, uh, and, like, it's a great song. Save a Prayer is like sort of Cynthia. It's like the Cynthia fucking marshmallow water ice, but that's what I'll buy every time. I think that there's something <laughs> about
1: the Eurythmics is the band that you're intellectually pleased is playing, but the but Duran Duran is the band that reaches deeper down into some more ineffable part of your soul and makes you thrilled. There's something that they 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 just they're just emotionally thrilling in a way that the Eurythmics aren't because they are so representative of a particular era and there's they are an access point to the past in a way that the Eurythmics aren't despite the fact that's that that's very well put despite the fact that Duran Duran is still releasing new music it, it doesn't matter I feel like they are still an access point to the past and I feel like even though I will vote for the Eurythmics if the Duran Duran does advance to the final I will happily vote for them to be the champions of this whole thing and
0: not feel sad about it Mm. yeah all right well i'm interested to see how it goes like i'm not going to be mad about the arrhythmics advancing but it's like i don't know like who is more 80s than duran duran well might be tears for fears (laughs) are we ready to progress to our to our uh, right-hand side of the bracket, or do you have more comments on the left?
1: The only thing I will add is that There Must Be An Angel Playing With My Heart also features Annie Lennox singing in a super high register in the primary portion of the song, which is reminiscent of the sound that some of you eagle-eared listeners might have heard in our last episode, when one of my husband's voice students, who is currently in the Broadway revival of Kiss Me Kate, was doing some <laughs> of that legit soprano singing, and... Uh, it just seems like it all comes together somehow. So if those of you, if there if there are people out there who are wondering what that was, that was my husband's career uh, unfolding before your very ears. And now, Sarah, that's all I've got to say.
0: <laughs> um, well, Laura Kirkland-Laudenberger, I hope I was pronouncing that correctly. It might be Laudenberger. Excuse me. Laura KL. Um had the following story we're we're loving these um windows into the past of y'all uh to tell about you two she says that when she was 17 in the mid 80s she was attending a program for gifted and talented high school students um I feel like so many like among us and the listenership went to governor schools in their respective states and that was this in North Carolina my husband also went to that same one long before Laura Uh, She says, I met new people and broadened my horizons both academically and socially, which is totally a thing that governor school was like the best camp for like pulling you into indie stuff that you didn't get in whatever town you were in. Anyway, she goes on, one day I was sitting in philosophy class and read the lyrics to Sunday, Bloody Sunday, which someone had written on my desk. (laughs) Yeah. It's such a such a thing. I remember thinking, Wow. That memory has stayed with me for almost 33 years. Even though I'm not so wild about you two now, I simply cannot separate you two from the most important summer of my life. So, in honor of 1986 NC Governor's School, the lessons I learned, the friendships I made, and the experiences I was exposed to, I vote for you two. Uh, this was in the last round um, where you two stepped over Genesis. Uh, to my mild surprise, I thought it would be closer, yeah. at least. Um, our great good friend Q wanted to, quote, name and shame the people voting for Genesis. Anyone using Peter Gabriel as an excuse should be disqualified. <laughs> and I believe both you and I were like, uh, we voted for them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Paul Quinn unfriended us. Hey. <laughs> Um, but Mark newfang yes is is that the correct it pronunciation is. He confirmed we have heard, okay. that online okay so it must be true. Um, listened to invisible touch and then flipped his vote to Genesis we were saying. And uh, here's how Melissa rationalized um, you two still being in the competition and voting for them. I've been stressed out about the whole British-Irish thing because it's a big deal for some out there. Yes, it is. Despite how we make light of it, we we acknowledge that. However, she says, The Edge was born in East London and Adam Clayton was born in the English countryside. Before they moved to Dublin as little kids, 50% British is good enough for
1: me. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes, girl. I somehow missed that comment. I'm so glad you brought that to the fore.
0: Yeah. Um, I'd also like to acknowledge recording secretary of the Mastass in-person society, Michael Dunn, wondering if Bono equals Aaron Sorkin. Tee hee. I don't, I, don't I don't think that's true at all. Um, I may verbally eye roll Bono, but I don't think he's to the depth of Sorkin. Um. And uh, in the other section of the bracket, Tears for Fears, uh, took the sophistication station crown from Squeeze. Uh, our listener, Steve Cloutier, could also be Cloutier, I'm so sorry if I'm murdering people's last names, uh, noted that Squeeze suffered from lack of airplay in North America, and uh, I am thrilled that they got as far as they got, And but I'm mostly extra thrilled that we have converted Mark to being... <laughs> the newest squeeze super fan
1: well this is going to be the number one thing i take away from this tournament well the overall joy of being part of it is the number one takeaway but the number two takeaway is that i really did find a whole catalog of songs to like that i never heard before so thanks to the squeezers now i'm one of you
0: Mm. yes florinda wanted to vote three times for squeeze which uh made me smile i assume that she's chicago style oh (laughs) she did at least twice yes Earl, I'm sorry that didn't work out. Um, And I will also note before I play a clip, Camille M says, well, this is a decidedly underwhelming Final Four. The only one I feel really passionate about is Tears for Fears, and I feel passionately that they are super annoying and should lose. Okay. (laughs) I disagree. And the following all-time Hall of Fame classic guitar opening is why. I mean, do you remember the last in the Elite Eight when I believe you played a Genesis clip and you're like, listen to all the things that start happening during this clip? Yes, and that's all, yes. Uh, I could say the same about this. Like the original clip was much longer. Like this could have been either 12 seconds or it could have played the whole song, but this is an immediately recognizable, extremely like tonically clever Way to get us into the song. And then they're adding something different. Like after the first verse and the chorus, then like other elements are being brought in on the percussion track. Uh, It's really, I said in a previous episode that this is a song that has always been ubiquitous since it hit the charts and has always, I've always been fine with its ubiquity. That remains true. But when you're listening to it for the purposes of like analyzing it for this, uh, for this podcast and then trying to pick the clip that is like, it, you know, it's short enough to still be fair use, but is still getting in what is um the essence of the song. I mean, the fact that either you need the whole song or you could just do the first like three bars is really something. Mm-hmm. But let's also talk about like, t- when you start a fucking pop song, like y- you've been in it for like 30 seconds before anyone says anything and then he's like welcome to your life like <laughs> you you come at the king with that shit you best not miss and they don't Um so I-, I absolutely understand why other songs of theirs are overplayed and not people's favorites why this one would be th- this song like shows up in commercials and I still am not mad about it hmm So, yeah, like, I just, and I also think that this is much more 80s, and I understand they had 90s output, and I owned it, and still do, and it's not that U2 isn't 80s, but I think U2 is, like, not out of time, exactly, but if what we're really looking for is, like, what is the first band that you think of? When when you say '80s Brit pop, I mean the Irishness aside. I don't think you say you too because they're a much sort of bigger, rockier, messagier, more political entity. That's almost outside of pop. Mm. And now you're into like history mm. and Tears for Fears, as you know, good as they are, I think they're more. Like, what would you expect to hear when you're flipping the radio dial? Because until, like, the very late 80s... Like, you two did not get a ton of radio play, at least around here. Not
1: until 87.
0: Yeah. And I did consider, for my clip in this round, the opening guitar strumming and then Bono saying, Yeah, in desire, because I am pregnant with little Bonos and tiny little blue sunglasses, because that's a hot opening but this one is like much more 80s like if you're if you step out of your time machine in 1986 and you're at governor school with Laura KL this is what you're hearing mm-hmm. and not you too and yeah i but as far as who else is going to vote that way cuz i'm going to vote for tears for fears because they're just much more like core at core what i think we're trying to select for here yeah, I but think I that's have a, no idea what people are going to think because I keep th- for the last two rounds. I'm like, oh, well, this is where people are like, eh, you two. And it's not happening. Like, they're still here because they're you two. But do they still belong here because they're you two? So your thoughts, yeah, your predictions.
1: I think that's a really good, well-stated argument about voting for the band that seems most localized in the era that we're talking about. And you too, even more than the Eurythmics, obviously, is bigger than any decade. You're so right that they've become an almost political aspect of conversation, not it, just like in the in the terms of defining what the, they're just they're just bigger than pop. You're right.
0: Well, yeah, that it's like what genre is Dylan? Like he's Dylan.
1: Yeah, he's he you is know? he's a sui generis genre. Yes. And yes. it's a reminder too hearing you talk about this, like I also must respectfully disagree with the notion that this is a boring or disappointing final four. I think these are actually great bands. All four of these bands are distinct. They've got a great catalog. They've all done things that we still remember decades later. They are not necessarily um, the most, well, with the exception of Duran Duran, they are not necessarily the most overt like candy colored pop bands in fact yeah. quite the opposite i would say but that's fine and i am very interested in seeing how all four of these bands fare
0: well that's the thing like are the you know are the matchups necessarily like what everyone wanted no but that's not like that's not how it works <laughs> unfortunately um but i am fascinated by just looking at looking at who wins and by how much and people's stated rationales for voting. And of course, there is like a silent majority who never tells us anything and just like...
1: Votes for you too. (laughs) Yeah,
0: checks the box and hopes for the best or worst. Um, I I, I kind of feel like a Duran Duran versus Tears for Fears championship bout is what we were sort of aiming for Mm -hmm. but then if we don't get that i think that's just as good in its own way yes um because i think then finally you two would be defeated but also it's it's just fascinating to me that you you sort of like receive certain things as obvious or well uh, you know of course it'll go this way and then it doesn't and then you get to sort of think about like well why is that and what is it about this music that is appealing or r- repelling right. to people? I don't know. I think it's just a fun thought experiment. Even if I'm a little sad that certain bands got shelled like two weeks ago. Oh yeah, it's like I, mean, oh, I agree. Like it's I, these are. N- I miss you, Asia.
1: Or it's like I miss you, Susie Sue. But you're right. Mm. It's really interesting to consider what is it that makes people connect with things. What is it that makes me or you? Vote for the things in front of us. Uh, it, it, to me, there is no – there are definitely winners that I wouldn't choose, but there are no bad winners here. And there's only winners well, who have and something interesting to have, make us reflect on.
0: We also have three number one seeds and a number four seed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't think I, I think I may have underranked the Eurythmics slightly, but I I think I was correct to rank the Smiths number one in that region. And if it hadn't been for the Maz shaming, it might have worked out that way, but he deserved that and I'm fine with it. But sort of for selfish, you know, re- reasons of relief, I, I'm glad that uh, people that I thought were number one seed champions did mostly... Make it yeah.
1: So a cup a little housekeeping for everyone who's listening. Uh we have normally been posting on Thursdays. Uh the championship round poll and corresponding Masses single will go up on Friday of this week. And you will be able to vote into the weekend and then we'll carry on from there. But look for us again on Friday, not on Thursday. The polls for the final four will be closing on Wednesday morning, so there's just going to be a little bit of a lapse in there because uh, we have some traveling that we'll be doing. But we will be back to you on Friday with our final March Mastis single, if you can believe that the whirlwind is ending. And (laughs) we thank you again for your ongoing participation, and we will be very interested to see what we're going to be talking about when next we gather.
0: Indeed. Um, so just a reminder, as you're listening to this, it's probably around Monday, the 25th uh, to vote for free. Facebook.com slash Mastass.podcast. If you'd like to become a Patreon tipster and vote Tammany Hall style, that's Patreon.com slash Mastass to become a supporter of the podcast and our um, crazy organizational biting off more than we can chew with these projects we appreciate your support uh, and those polls will close Wednesday morning the 27th and then uh, on to the championship so and we'll talk to you very soon and
1: if you want to dye your hair orange to show your support for Annie Lennox please do send us a picture
0: mm. or if you want to just frost your tips to support Duran Duran I've already done so inadvertently so go, go Lebron. <laughs>
1: team Lebon, we're licking your picture right now (laughs) this
0: is mark and sarah talk about (laughs) sauce
1: just keeping it classy call back right till the end thank you for listening to believe